did you know about the amazing tools in property management software that can help you with marketing your business and getting direct bookings? If not, then listen in as I speak to Kelly O'Dor, Marketing Director for Bookster, and she shares with us three great ways to market your property through your software. For more tips on getting direct bookings and expanding your business, then grab the free guide, which is in the show notes. Let's now hear all about using your property management software to market your business. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business with me, Jane Mack. And today I am joined by Kelly O'Dor, who's the marketing director of Bookster. So Kelly, hello and welcome to the show. Lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So Kelly and I met um, a couple of months ago. We were both speakers at Jen Boyle's Direct Booking Success Summit, so um, which was lovely to do. And uh, we've had a few chats since then. And pretty much what we do, each of our businesses complement uh, complements each other's even. Um, and you know, Kelly's background is all marketing, and she also has a really strong passion for everything in the, the holiday rental market. So it's actually a very perfect combination because so many hosts and property management companies. They do struggle with their marketing. You know, they're always continually learning. So I thought Kelly would be a great person to chat to on the show because she's got so much knowledge and insight into not only the marketing, but also like the systems and how they can really help in a business. So that's what we're going to chat about today, Kelly, isn't it? Lots to do with systems and marketing. That's right. Looking forward to it. So let's just delve right into the world of property management systems and all the good stuff that's out there. So can you give us a bit of a background? What are the PMS systems? So a PMS system, I didn't know before I joined this industry, so I've been learning as well. But the essence is it's this ever-evolving tool that is designed to help property owners run their, their business. So you might hear lots of different terms it just makes it more confusing but you might hear pms or holiday rental management system or holiday rental booking software and sometimes it's broken down into specific tools that the software offers so things like booking engines and, and booking calendars but the essence is although there's lots of different names for it that is a holiday rental software of some sort yeah, and it's no surprise that people get a bit confused because that's a lot of different sort of jargon, if you like, and, and description and words for, for these pieces of software. So people do ask a lot about which one should I use and, and how do they work them. So can you tell us a bit about how are they different, all these different softwares? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And the longer I work in the software industry, the more I would actually flip that question the other way around and ask, how are they the same? Mm-hmm. Because... I like to think now, and this is my perspective, so other people may have different views, but I always think of a software now as a bit like your fingerprint, because there are no two softwares that are going to be exactly the same, whether they've got the same holder rental software name, they're going to be different. And I'm mm-hmm. going to explain why I've come up with that solution or that thought. <laughs> so do share with us, share with us. <laughs> okay, so taking it really back to the basics, a software is developed by a person or a team of people, and they've each got their own individual skills. They've got their own individual bits of technical knowledge, mm-hmm. and that's going to impact how they build the software and then ultimately how it works, how reliable it is, how the updates are made. Mm-hmm. And then those 
same people plus the rest of the people in the company will have their own perspective on what's important. So they're going to create the software to suit property owners in the way that they have prioritized, the way that they think is best. And then they'll attract clients. And those clients are going to feed back things that work for them, what doesn't work for them, things that are changing that, or changes that they might need. And then each of those pieces, those little nuggets of feedback, will mold how that software is developed over time. Mm -hmm. Added to that, we're all in this industry and it's actually quite a kind of networky kind of an industry. So the people in the software companies are going to build relationships with other people in other companies, just like myself mm -hmm. and you. Yeah. Um, and that's going to lead to these integrations or partnerships from the software to other softwares. And I'll give a quick example from a holy rental software to booking.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody or most companies say that they have it, but actually how they have it is often very different. Mm -hmm. So those partnerships are going to be developed differently depending on who makes the change, when they make the change, and then who's making that change within the partnering software as well. So it's just a tiny insight, but it's how I view software and how I've kind of understood yeah. that they're really so different and that can cause confusion and it's really difficult to see all this from the outside. Yeah. Now I'm on the inside, I can see it. <laughs> but actually, if you're trying to find a software that's right for you, it's going to require time and energy mm -hmm. because what's right for you might not be right for your friends and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take some delving to try and work out, well, how does that software work and what are their priorities? And how is it being built and what those processes look like? Because yeah. every software is going to be different. Yeah, definitely. And you've hit the nail on the head there, Kelly, by saying what was right for you might not be right for somebody else and vice versa. And I remember years ago looking at my software and I, I loved it because it was actually, it was appealing to look at. I liked the colors, the layout, and it looked good. You know, a different one I used was like, oh, I don't like this. You know, it's it's much more squashed together. It's not as, as easily and as visible and I suppose not as pleasing on the eye, which made it diff you know, different to use. But, um, you know, that's just the differences in them. And that's when it comes down to a personal choice at that side. But I also find for people who maybe they don't have a lot of time to really get to know the functions of it, or maybe they're not very computer literate then that they really need a lot of support behind there. And that's um, what's really interesting to talk about is how's the support different between these, these, these systems? Okay, that's a good question because ultimately every software is going to provide different levels of support and every software is going to say that they have great customer service because <laughs> it would be silly not to say that. So you're going to have to work hard to mm -hmm. find out if, if they have what you need. I have some recommendations. So if you, an easy one to check is what their working hours are. Because if you're based in Australia and your software is based in France and they work French working hours, then you're unlikely to get training sessions over the phone. They're not going to be there when you have a problem and you need to ask whether it's a quick question or something more technical. So that's an easy way to actually check whether or not they're going to have a good service for you. Yeah. I'd also have a look to see how they provide service because every software provides service in their own way. Some software only 
respond to emails. They don't take phone calls. So that's going to be a service that might actually suit you if you're based in Australia and they're based in France, or it might not. Uh, some companies will answer the phone. Some companies will have a chat button on their website or within their software. So there are other ways that you can find out. And again, you go onto their website or you ask around, you'll get that information. The third thing I would suggest is thinking about what other people say about their service. And this comes with a clause, because bear in mind, even the best companies are going to have some people who say that something was wrong or there was a problem. So you, you're going to have to take this with a pinch of salt. But overall, is the service feedback good? Or, or is it poor? Do they complain that nobody picks up the phone? Are there complaints that they never get answered by their email? Because that's going to make a big difference to how yeah. you run your business. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also add, if you want to, you need, well, you're going to need to think about when you're going to need service. So at the beginning, when you're first working with them, of course, you're going to need some kind of training, some kind of extra support, because you need to learn something new, no matter how computer literate or not that you are, you're going to need some support there. Yeah. And then you're going to need some support when you have a problem. So is somebody going to be there to help you if you need something different? Mm -hmm. And then when a new tool comes out, you might need some extra training. So again, finding out how do you get that extra training? Are there going to be videos or can you have a call or will there be drop-in sessions? That's all a lot to think about, but ultimately yeah. it's going to make a huge difference to how happy you are when you're running your business. Yeah, definitely. And I think that support there is a crucial point for many people because when they have got a problem, they just want to get the answer there and then. They want to get that quick turnaround because they don't have time to spend ages trying to learn about it, trying to fix the problem. And especially if it's going to have any impact on maybe bookings coming through or the system not working right for your customers. So they want to make sure that support's there. So that's a lot of really valid points you, you've mentioned there, Kelly. We are going to go and talk about different ways to use marketing the software, but as you are obviously the marketing director for Bookster, it'd be really useful to know how does Bookster work? Um, can you give us a bit of an insight into that? So Bookster is a software that has been set up and has always been, especially for holiday rental owners and holiday rental managers. So we don't have any tools that are designed for other parts of the industry. And we have two very distinct types of clients. So on one hand, we have clients who have a small number of properties who are not looking to grow the number of properties that they have, but they're looking for help on maybe attracting bookings or helping to organize their time better so they spend less time on the really boring, repetitive tasks. And then on the other hand, we have a number of clients from 20 to 100 properties or with the plans to get to that amount. And they're looking for automation tools that are really going to solve a lot of the problems of managing a company that is scaling in size. So from Bookster's perspective, we focus on three main areas. We know we have three strengths, and that is attracting bookings, managing bookings, and helping to, to manage guests' needs. And we kind of focus our tools on in these three different areas to help our guests grow. Yeah, I think that's really relevant because a lot of businesses might start sometimes with one or two properties and then they might decide to grow or all of a sudden they get asked to manage others and all of a sudden the plan to have one or two properties has completely changed. So I think it's just really good having 
a system in there that can grow as you grow as well. Because the last thing you want to do is start chopping and changing systems all the time because that's really time consuming. So it's good to know bookstore, you can accommodate people if their business decides to grow. Um, and you're talking earlier, Bond, you just said about focusing on those areas and one of them being about attracting bookings. So this is really good. We'll just flow into the marketing in the software because I know people are really interested to know how can actually the host use this for marketing. So can you share some ways in which you can use marketing within the software? Mm-hmm, sure. So within this kind of falls within our remit of attracting bookings. So we offer a number of different features and tools and services actually that can help clients go through that process. And that can really vary between attracting them through channels like Booker.com and Airbnb or attracting them through their own websites or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, as you have to specify within their own website, it might be a website that we've designed for our clients, or it could be a website like Wix or WordPress, because I know that's very, very, especially WordPress, super yeah. popular choice at the moment. So the, I'll cover three tools, because I know we don't have all day. <laughs> uh, so I'll cover email marketing, photos, mm-hmm. which I know isn't actually as simple as it sounds, and direct marketing tools. Yeah. So thinking first, email marketing, as a marketer, I love this tool. As a client, I know it feels a bit scary. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of training and a lot of support for our clients to be able to feel confident in using this tool to help support their guests Mm -hmm. and to attract new guests. And I I don't know how much email marketing you do, but from our client's perspective, there are so many ways that they can use it from either sending one-off messages, and obviously now we're getting close to Christmas, so there might be a Christmas card that you might want to send out, or maybe if you're growing your business, maybe you want to announce that you've got a new property on your book, or if you are adding new features to your property, maybe you've got this new Swish coffee machine that you know is gonna add to your guest experience, that might be something that you want to communicate to your past or your prospective guests to help get those bookings in. Yeah. There's another side to email marketing, which is about kind of creating these automated journeys. And they have what we call triggers. And trigger is basically something happens. Mm -hmm. For example, a guest checks in. And when the guest checks in, an email will be sent. Or a guest checks in, it waits 24 hours, and a different email will be sent. So for example, you could set up your email marketing to send a guide to your local area, which I know a lot of people do, yeah. but it goes out automatically 30 days before your guest is due to arrive. You don't need to do anything. It's going to go out automatically. Or maybe one day after your guest checks in, automatically you send an email that says, how are you getting on? Have you got any issues that you need to talk to me about? Here's my number. Get in touch. Things that are going to really help build that relationship with your guests yeah. and ultimately create this a better experience for your guests. Maybe you'll get better reviews as a, as a result and therefore that has a knock-on effect on new guests. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of different ways. Actually. Yeah. I'm going to stop yeah. at that point because yeah. there's so many different ways to use it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, email marketing is it's getting bigger and bigger now and more and more people are taking it on. But there is that little bit of 
fear around it because if you don't know much about it or how to do it then it does put people off from from doing it um and i know that certainly not even just if you're the host but any most online businesses now email marketing is a really pivotal um point in their marketing and how they nurture new clients and how they you know they communicate with all their customers and how they keep themselves front of mind so i email my list every week without fail and have done for about the past two years but it's also really where it keeps it just builds that relationship and they really get to know you so really really important and i love the fact that it is built into the system that they don't then have to go and find another system and something else to learn it's all connected in there, which makes things fantastic. So really, really worthwhile having. And I would encourage anyone out there to get your email marketing going. And, and if you've got it as part of your system, then absolutely use it. It's an absolute no-brainer. It's there waiting for you. Use that function. Uh, so you mentioned about photographs then. How can we use that in the marketing software? So within Bookster, we have this tiny tool that we think has a huge potential impacts for property owners who are wanting to attract bookings. And that covers whether they're using channels like booking.com or whether they're trying to attract bookings through search engines like Google. So this tool highlights various different aspects. So that can include the quality of your photo, which obviously is going to have a big impact about whether a guest enjoys actually looking at your photograph. And it can also affect whether or not the channel will display your photographs because some channels will not display them if they are of a low quality. Okay. It also looks at your photo names and your photo descriptions, your photo tags, and also your floor plans. So I know this sounds actually not that exciting, but actually going through that process of naming and describing the photos and then adding your tags is massively undervalued and super important okay. because Google is going to recognize the names and descriptions and it's going to help your website rank higher if it says in the title of a photograph, holdy rental in Lancashire with a cream living room mm -hmm. instead of, and I see this all the time, things like <laughs> FSD0005 because somebody's uploaded it from the camera and they've not put a title in. <laughs> so yeah. something like giving it a real title is going to make a difference. And then in the description, I mean, descriptions work in different ways. Descriptions are really good for people who aren't able to see the photographs you have. So people with who have sight problems may not actually be able to see the photos. But if there is a description, then they can have a little bit of tech in their computer that is reading out that description. So it could be, living room view over the river loom let's say instead of well actually more often than not people just leave it blank because they don't give importance to why that description is there yeah and then the same can be used within the the channel so channels like airbnb may use these descriptions to allocate your property into categories such as amazing views so if you just describe your photographs as saying they've got amazing views in the channels, they're going to recognize that and categorize it for amazing views. Yeah. And then companies like booking.com, they use the tags. So if you tag a, a property as a photograph, sorry, as living room or balcony or garden, then they're going to improve the ranking of your property within those categories. If somebody's looking for a, a property with a garden, 
mm. it's going to know you've got that it's reaffirming it and it's going to rank you up higher so it's just a simple yeah. win-win for yeah. your business mm-hmm. um, and as part of full trust this tool always looks at floor plans and as I said this is a bit of a bugbear of mine that people don't include floor plans mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily see the value but it provides information that you cannot see in photographs and it's really helpful if you're trying to understand just the dynamics of a property how accessible it's going to be if you have small children or somebody who has additional needs in one form or another and it just makes it easier for guests to understand and really value how they're going to spend their time within within your holiday home yeah that's that tool really helps with that yeah, I think that you're you're really right what you're saying about the the floor plans. I mean, I know years ago there they weren't there weren't floor plans. Nobody put those on, and the, you know more and more now it's been because it's become much bigger um thing now is to actually have it on there. And as you say, for those reasons, and we used to find that when you describe property on online, maybe you're trying to describe it so that people could try to work out okay if the parents' rooms here, where's the children's room, how does it work, are there internal steps, what's the layout? It can be quite hard to really, you know, I can picture it in my head because I've been to the house and I'll describe it, but if you've not been there, it can be quite hard to really see exactly the connection from each room and where where everybody can sleep and just that layout. So I think floor plans are fantastic ways now. And to be honest, see now when I look online, if there's a floor plan, I will always look at it, always, because it gives you such a better view of the property and how you can use it as a family or of a group of friends and how you can really use it really well. And um, what you mentioned there about the photographs and descriptions and tags, because it's a time consuming task, so many people do not do it. But actually, if they break it down and go, do you know what, if I spend so X number of hours over the next week just updating these, it's done. That's it. It's done and dusted. It's a one job and it's done. Obviously, it depends how many properties you have and what you're updating. But even if you've only one property, it's not going to take you that long to name, describe and name your photographs. So I think you made a really valid point there. Um, and hopefully it encourages people to really think about how they've set their property up and how it will help down the line. Um, and I know too often it's a case of properties on, it's uploaded, the description's on, everything's linking, I'm done. But it's those little bits, those little pieces of of those sort of those little toolkits, if you like, that can actually really just push it that bit further, um, which is what people are really looking for. And it goes towards people always talking about direct bookings because everybody wants direct bookings. And how can I get more direct bookings? And having that and making your property more searchable on Google is an, a first step, if you like. Um, so have you any other ways you can get direct bookings through Bookster and through this software? Yeah, so we have a tool that's actually called the Direct Booking Toolkit. We named that based on what we think of it. So other companies may have something similar, but it'll have a different name. So this, for us, is a tool that's going to help property owners who want to help their guests find them in search engines. Not just Google, there's Bing, there's lots of other search engines as well. Mm-hmm. And this tool will perform checks on your website to see well, what words are bringing people to your website? Mm-hmm. And it will propose other words which you're possibly not using that may have a better result for you. Mm-hmm. And it will compare your results, how you're ranking in Google, let's say, against your competitors. So you tell it what your competitors are and it will track the two companies together and make suggestions for how you can perform better. So if you're a property owner and you want to take a really proactive approach to bringing guests 
to your website and you don't want to pay for an external company to be doing this, what we call an SEO service for you, then this is a way of actually being able to understand what's happening with your website, make changes and see the benefit of it. And it's yeah. just going to give you that, that knowledge and that confidence that yeah. you can make changes to your photograph names mm-hmm. or to your content and attract people that way. Yeah. I love that. Do you have a the actual toolkit will go out there and find the words that people are using because that's the bit where no you know nobody knows really where to start with that, do they? And you do you do find lots of websites where you they say, oh, use this website where you can go in and, and search for what people are searching for. That's quite time consuming, isn't it? And to actually think, well, how how good is this website over the other website to give me the information I need? And once again, it puts people off because they just think, well, I don't have time to do this. So having that toolkit built in, I think it's fantastic. If the feature is there, then it can be encourage them to actually use it and actually make the effort to, to do those extra bits that can just make all the difference. So if somebody's out there and they need to get started into finding the right software for them, have you got some tips, Kelly, on how are the best way for them to get started in this? Okay. My first tip would be, it's based on experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to us and they have this big, long list of tools that they've been told that they definitely need or they've heard about or they've seen on a website and they're like, oh, I want that one. And they make up this almost like a wish list of tools. My recommendation is to do something very different and it's to look at what is taking up your time Mm -hmm. because ultimately if you can find a software that is going to take away all those really painful time consuming tasks it's going to free you up to work on other aspects of your business Mm -hmm. so my suggestion look at what's taking your time is it sending emails to guests is it taking those bookings and trying to work out who's checking in when and how and getting your cleaners access have that list and then actually speak to the software company. Don't just read up what they say on the website because ultimately each company is going to have different solutions for your problems. So having that conversation and saying, well, these are the problems that I'm having and this is what I'm trying to achieve. Each company will be able to give you a solution that they can provide you and use that as your basis for making a decision. And what about if people are thinking about how they might grow their business how do they know if a company is going to be the right one for them over the years just to stop them trying to have to jump between systems yeah that's hard because nobody knows what's happening in the future mm-hmm. and this as an industry is just changing so fast it's just astronomical there are always new things popping up mm-hmm. and your software company needs to be aware of what's coming and be actively working on development to make sure that you can get the best results Mm -hmm. for the future. So how to find that is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. I would make recommendations about looking at the company in general. Mm -hmm. So look at their website. Maybe they've got a change log. We put ours in a change log Mm -hmm. and see, well, what are they working on? What's happening behind the scenes on a month by month basis? Or what happened last year? What did they do in response to COVID? Mm -hmm. And just see, you know, have they been static? and not working on anything, or have they been actively making progress and changes? Because if they're static, that's a real warning sign that they're not investing in the technology that's gonna affect your future. Yeah, and it's also been able to find the right company that you're gonna want to work with as well, isn't it? 
you know, it's having that relationship with them. Yeah, I mean, your business is going to be changing and evolving constantly as well. So your needs are going to change. Yeah. And the software that you're, well, the software company that you work with is always going to be changing as well. So it's really important to, to really build a relationship with the software company. I mean, they are people at the end of the day. And this is quite a personal service and a personal industry that we're in. So yeah. make a point of reaching to them and talking to them about, maybe new problems that you're having or ask them about the new tools that they've been creating and just try to understand how that will help you with your problems or help you resolve some of the problems that you're having. So I think relationship is, is hugely important. Definitely. And no one company is going to be right for everybody. It's about finding what works for you, isn't it? And finding what you're happy with. And sometimes it can even just come down to aesthetics as well, doesn't it? That was always a big one for me. You see how I'm not the technology based. I like how, <laughs> I like how things look. Those are really, really good tips if you're getting started out and what people can start thinking about and actual actions they can take. Um, for people who were looking at Bookster, how do you help people if they're starting out and how you help them on their journey? So we've got a very streamlined process that we have been working on over the years. Mm -hmm. So we start, we've obviously got the website, jump on the website, you can go there and organize a demo. You can register for free. So that means mm -hmm. for people who like to see what something looks like first, you can get a wander through the account, you can get a really good feel for whether or not it's all crammed together or whether yeah. it looks um, somewhere that you're going to be happy because ultimately you're going to spend time using the software. So you need, it needs to be comfortable for you. It needs to feel logical and yeah, just organized in a way that fits you. Uh, within Bookster, we offer email, online chat within Bookster, as well as on the website mm -hmm. and we've got a phone service. And our clients start their journey with this dedicated onboarding session. And these are really bespoke training sessions for our clients to get their, their listings up, they get connected to their own website, they get connected to the channels. And it's a bit of hand-holding, really, mm -hmm. to make sure that our clients are comfortable with the software and how it works and there's no kind of nasty surprises down the line or kind of unexpected surprises, maybe is the right word. Mm -hmm. And we work UK hours, so that might not suit somebody who's living in Australia because... Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to answer the phone when they're awake. And we organize account reviews. So for clients with a max account, that's every three months. Uh, a pro account is every six months and a light account is every year. And the idea of that is that regular get together, that opportunity yeah. to go through the account, make sure that the photographs have been you know, uploaded correctly and that they're going through the channels correctly and looking at the descriptions, looking at the their website making mm -hmm. sure that it all works yeah so we build that into the service that we've got because we value it we think it's important mm -hmm. and quite recently actually since we've last spoken we've launched a drop-in session so every wednesday nice. clients or non-clients can just drop into mm -hmm. our um online and they can ask us any questions and actually what seems to be happening they're also asking each other questions which is really mm -hmm. nice it's a bit of a, a networking thing as well and yeah. Yeah, again, it's just about being accessible and being there so mm -hmm. our clients can speak with us. I like that account review that you do because I know that although everyone could get everything set up as they think it is and they think I've got everything in place, 
you know, there could be little bits that they've just missed, or there could be new things that have come out that they've maybe missed in an email, or they've, you know, they've just been so busy. So it's that way of catching up again. Or if your business has changed in some way, and you might not realize there's a feature there that could actually really help you, you wouldn't have implemented had you not had a review. And, and especially like, if you see these drop-in sessions, you know, one of the things I hear all the time about people in the industry is that there, there's not enough networking specifically for the industry and there's not enough of just like-minded people hosts talking to each other and asking their own questions because they can each learn from each other so much they can hear each other's frustrations and challenges and get really good ideas off other people so I think that's actually really good I'm sure you're finding that that drop-in sessions that they're really useful and people are really starting to utilize them and I think as well when it's dropping it's it's that informal way isn't it that they can say, actually, I've got time. I'm going to drop in there, ask my question, and then I can just leave if I need to. And it's a, a good time saver. But they're getting that support there at the same time, which I think is fantastic. So, Kelly, if people want to learn more about Bookstore or even connect with you and get in contact with you, where's the best place for them to come to? So for more information about Bookster, I would go onto the website, which is bookstorehqu.com. And we've got various social media, so Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. If you want to speak with me directly, you're more than welcome to. So you can contact me probably on LinkedIn is the best way to send me a message and I'll be delighted to chat. Lovely. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a fantastic talk about all the features, the elements that the software can help with. Um, and it, there's a lot of takeaways people can take from this in terms of actions that they can take. And certainly if they're using Bookster at the moment and haven't used some of these features, then I absolutely recommend they get onto it. And the support's there. That's the great thing. The support is there. So no one should struggle, should they? No one should be, have to sit there and go, I don't know how to do it. And I don't have time to look into it. It's all there. So no excuses, everyone, no excuses. If you're using the software, you have got the support there and there's amazing features there. So thank you for sharing all that, Kelly. That's been really, really useful. And for everyone out there, thank you for listening to the show. I hope you've really enjoyed it. And yeah, as I said, you've got a lot of good information there you can take away and start to use. So thank you for listening. Um, and Kelly, as I say, yes, it's been lovely chatting again. So thank you. No, thank you for having me along. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Fantastic. And anyone who's listening again, if you have liked what you heard, I think somebody else could really benefit from it, then do please leave us a review. And as always, if you've got any questions at all, then you can head over to my Instagram. I'm at Jane Mac Consulting. Ask a question and obviously we'll help you as much as I can. And now is just your time to go and grow your holiday let business. <laughs>